You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. We're changing the way we talk sports today. How about a night episode of the Locked On Hornets pod? Midnight trade deadline aftermath show that we plan. No, we did not plan any of this. This was just unfortunate circumstance. Plus, I had to get my second vaccine. I was getting my again. I'm officially full Pfizer poppied right now. Walker. Nice job. You are immune from COVID-19. Knock on wood. In two weeks, I will. Yes. In two weeks. Cool. All right. We're, we're waiting it. We're waiting it out. But uh, good on you to get that. Can't wait to get my full dosage of the COVID-19 vaccine. And uh, I can't wait to talk Brad Wanamaker. It's exactly what Yo, I was waiting to talk real. about all day today. I mean, not a. Do you realize how messed up it is that you would go get your COVID-19 vaccine and deny me the chance to talk Brad Wanamaker on this team? How dare you? Sir, at least you're semi-excited. I've seen Hornets Twitter. I've seen my mentions. I see what you guys are saying. And none of y'all have a lick of scent. Or hold on. Let me let me let me back off. I'm not gonna say none of y'all, but very few of y'all have a lick of sense as to why this works. Because I completely understand why they did this. I don't understand why everybody's so angry. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports pod. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nod of the Scribe. Feel so weird. It's nighttime out here. And I do apologize, right? We've had a crazy day trying to fit in both of our schedules at the right time. At one point, not a do it then there was just no way i was going to be able to hop on but it's trade deadline day like of course this would be the time that nothing would work out schedule wise between the both of us so we are going to give you one it's just going to be a little later than expected we're still going to give you one tomorrow so in case you thought this was going to be taking the place of a pod for a friday that's not true you're just going to get double the dosage you get one pod today and then basically 12 hours later, essentially something to that degree, you're going to get another one. So um, not a Brad Wanamaker, man. Or you can listen to them back to back. Yeah. Or, or what I would say is they're going to listen to them back to back on the complete on, on the treadmill. That's, That's actually perfect. Yeah. And sorry if I can't. And I might be interrupting Nada a little bit more than usual. Usually I do it just because I'm tired of whatever take or whatever thing he's hurling my way. Now I just don't have my headphones. Like it's been that kind of day. I left them at the studio. So here I am having to listen to him off of uh, the computer speaker. All right, let's actually get to this thing, Nada. So <laughs> uh, there are plenty more exciting things to talk about that happened around the NBA today, but we'll focus on the Hornets portion of it. I guess that's why you come to the podcast. I guess that's why you do. So the Hornets, they trade basically nothing for Brad Wanamaker. They basically buy him. So they go and they get the rights to his contract. They give them, uh, they give Golden State some cash considerations. They don't give up any picks. They don't give up any players and they add some depth because they 
go down. Uh, LaMelo Ball is down with an injury as the third overall pick, somebody that they needed a little bit more depth, I think, in the backcourt because of Devontae Graham's injury history that he's been dealing with some uh, some things this year. And we know that LaMelo is most likely out for the season. Um, Brad Wanamaker's numbers are quite bad this season. They are quite bad. Uh, in case you were wondering, he's averaging less than five points per game in 16 minutes per contest. He's appeared in 39 of uh, the Warriors games this season, and he's shooting 35% from the field, and he's shooting 21% from three. Now, if you want to say that the Celtic Brad Wanamaker is more like the true player that we got today, then those numbers look a little better. You know, he, his, uh, his career numbers... Before that, sat at about a 38, 39% three-point percentage, and it sat at about 46% shooting from the field, averaging about two assists per game. So look, man, I mean, the numbers were really bad for the Charlotte or for the Golden State Warriors this year. Uh, his numbers, he's probably not that bad of a player, but it's not very good. No, not a, like, not. I, I don't expect this to do anything for the, uh, for the Hornets really like th- you, you got a body. That's what you did. Yeah. And, and see, here's the thing. People are underestimating the, you got a body part to this because as of right now, the only healthy point guard on this team is Devonte Graham. And with most weeks being four games in seven days, at some point, you're going to need to give one of those guys that is either Malik Monk, Terry Rozier, and or um, Devontae Graham some sort of respite, some sort of break. I get why they had to do this deal. It, and also, it kind of tells me a few things. First thing that it tells me, quite honestly, is that they know, and this is something I, I think I need to walk back just a little bit, just... Generally free, again, general managers and front offices know in advance who's most likely to be released, who's most likely to be waived. So they have an idea of the guy. So your Gorgie Jangs, your um, Hassan Whitesides, again, those bigs, the Vincent Poiriers that have already been released, Luke Cornett as well. They know those guys are going to be available and they decided, and for those GMs to understand, for the Hornets front office to understand that those guys are going to be there and that they're going to say, you know what, I am going to, I would rather give those minutes to Bismack Biombo. I would much rather give those minutes, if necessary, to a Nick Richards. And I also would rather give those ne- minutes, if necessary, to a Vernon Carey. They're saying the point guard is much more of a need to address with that four, with that 15th roster spot than possibly signing a center. Do I agree? Kind of. But at the same time, point guard depth and guard depth was probably the biggest issue considering that they don't think that Grant Rill is ready. And also, I have a sneaking suspicion that if, and I stress this, if it came down to it, they would much rather go probably a instead of Grant Riller, they would probably go Kobe Simmons. And I don't know about you. I've seen enough Kobe Simmons in a regular Hornets uniform to know that that is Joe Chile point two to 2.0. And I would rather not do that 
at all. Thank you. Very <laughs> I'm, much. I'm, so I'd actually be fine with that, Nada. Like I, I understand that this is a team pushing for the playoffs, and if you wanted to get Brad Wanamaker and you felt that it was worth the price, and I say literally the rights to his contract, just paying money for it, then fine. I still would rather see Grant Riller in the fold. I'd still rather even see a Kobe Simmons in the fold, but just because I don't know what Brad Wanamaker is bringing you, uh, bringing to you that he is going to get fixed with He's this an NBA veteran. He's an NBA veteran Walker. That's what uh, well. And <laughs> okay. I, I still don't know if that makes me all that more tantalized than watching a grant Will- or Riller or any of the other guards that they could bring up for the Charlotte Hornets team. And I do think that you have a Malik monk. That's somebody that could move over to the point guard spot. You have the Martin twins at least to put at the two spot in a pinch, especially with Cody being there. So I still think the backcourt depth, like it look losing LaMelo. It sucks. I mean, it, it, there's nothing good about it, but one of the things that you could have at least somewhat dealt with with this team is an injury more to the backcourt than you could to the front court. And you're you going out and getting Brad Wanamaker because you might be a little worried about Devontae. Okay. But as far as the big man goes, like where we would prioritize the needs, big man depth over backcourt depth, I would have big man depth there too. I, I think what you're seeing is maybe a Grant Riller not being called up because Malik, Devante, Terry, Cody can all play the one somehow. And for the big guys, it's Biz, who's been awful this year. And it's been Cody, Mm -hmm. who's injury prone. So you gotta have Nick Richards and Vernon Carey just kind of still staying here. Look, I don't know what else they would have done big guy wise. They could have gone after some of those bodies too, but instead it's Brad Wanamaker. And that is your exciting trade breakdown for the Charlotte Hornets this season. Um, At least Mitch Kupchak, he made a move in season. It's the first time that we've seen that from Mitch Kupchak in his tenure here with the Charlotte Hornets. Have you guys heard about sport trade? It's where fantasy sports meet the stock market. This is amazing. Sports trade takes fantasy to the next level. It's uh, it's like an app for fantasy sports that allows you to invest. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players, just like real stocks. And it's finally a fair and exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. Making money with sports trade is simple as player values um, rise and fall based on two factors, right? One, it's their statistical performance in each game as compared to the projected fantasy points in that game. And the more points scored, the higher their value goes. Two, good old supply and demand, baby. The more demand a player has, the higher their value goes. When you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock in a rookie with huge upside or grab the blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. Instantly buy and sell as many shares and as many players uh, as you would just like to with that stock market. Then watch your players battle and your portfolio value can rise. Simply go to sporttrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign up and get started. Sign up today at sporttrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sport trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. You'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sporttrade.com. We'll take a quick break. We'll talk about the other moves that were made in the NBA and if or how they affect the Charlotte Hornets. That's coming up next. Locked on Hornets podcast. This is locked on Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billie Jean if you ain't careful. 
<laughs> and again, I point to the lie. Yes, I. You're well. Yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being exactly. had out there. Goodness gracious, exactly. unexpected ones. Point ones to that the were- lie. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, they're all in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. They've got real up to, uh, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online's got you covered for all the news, the scores, the odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. You can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online your online sportsbook experts, promo code Locked On. Also, make sure you check out the Locked On Today podcast. You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with Locked On Today. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. You can follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. Nada, a lot to get to because it was a very, very active NBA trade deadline. Uh, we, I mean, maybe we didn't see the superstars move. I don't know if we saw any crazy changes in championship contenders, but we certainly got some fringe moves like that. I want to start with the Denver Nuggets because I think they're the closest thing that comes to the championship contending teams that made big time moves. Denver got Aaron Gordon today and they get Gary Clark for what it's worth. And in return, they send to Orlando, Gary Harris. They send them RJ Hampton, and they also send Orlando a 2025 protected first round pick. It is protected. If I'm not mistaken, I'm going to try to pull that up, but a 2025 first round pick as well seemed a little light. And I know people are big fans of RJ Hampton, but we haven't seen him prove anything as of yet. Still, you're giving something that you might, um, that, that you might want to buy some stock in with RJ Hampton, but hasn't proven anything yet. You're talking about a first round pick that it is a little further out, which Orlando probably wanted uh, guessing that Denver was going to be a good playoff team for the next couple of years. But I don't think that it was that much for Denver to give up. And I like this move for the nuggets. Nada. Like, I, I don't think that Aaron Gordon is the second best player on a really good team. I, don't think he's the third either. But if you've got Nikola Jokic, who is possibly going to win MVP, you got Jamal Murray, who is a playoff killer. We saw what he did in the bubble. Michael Porter Jr. offensively, at least, is starting to bud into something really special. If Aaron Gordon buys into the role of shooting from the perimeter when other guys drive, he's 44% on catch and shoot threes this year. He's going to get more of those opportunities. We know about his defensive versatility. I think that he can bring you more size than what Gary Harris could, even if he was really good at defense. I just like the fact that Denver, they felt they needed to cash in and they didn't sit on their hands and say, you know what? I like our team good enough. We're just going to go at it in the postseason with the guys that we got. I think they got better today, and I respect the Denver's uh, Denver Nuggets' decision to pull the trigger and get Aaron Gordon when I don't really think it cost them all that much. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. I love what Denver did. Den- what Denver did was one of the better things to do, and quite honestly, do you know the move I'm most jealous of? They got the center that I thought would have been perfect. They got the perfect backup center in JaVale McGee. That's the guy, like, if someone wants to tell me what am I most angry about with the trade deadline, 
it's that right there. Because JaVale McGee would have set off a whole bunch of stuff. It would have eliminated the Bismack Biombo minutes. It would have been the perfect guy. So I love what they did. I do think, like you're saying, they had to move off of, they had to do something with all that young talent, and they had a whole bunch of it to, to give. So, again, RJ Hampton and everything involved with that. Like, I love what they did. And quite honestly, I am deathly afraid of what they're going to do to unlock Aaron Gordon. I am deathly afraid because there are enough guys that can move the ball, that know what to do with the ball, and are very unselfish enough to where we're going to see a lot of mile-high alley-oops coming. And I, I just can't wait. I really just cannot wait. This and, is going to be awesome. I, I was looking at his numbers today. It, one, it's hilarious that this is his seventh season in the league. Like, I feel like it was just yesterday. We were all discussing Riggin for Wiggins, mishandle for Randall, sorry for Jabari. And yeah. now here we have Aaron Gordon, and it said he was in that class. Mm -hmm. And to have him be in his seventh season, it's ridiculous. And he's only 25 years old. Like, it, it's not like he's about to turn 26 any day either. He's solidly 25 years old. So they get... Uh, a young basketball player too. And they've get, they got some size. Like I like what they did and you're right about unlocking him Malone, crazy respected in this league. So um, if Aaron Gordon buys in, man, like if he doesn't want to be one of these guys that is trying to create off of the dribble and be the creator of an offense, like if like, look, Aaron, we're going to get you some open looks. We need you to continue to catch and shoot well from deep. We need you to go get rebounds. We need you to defend really well at a high level, the best perimeter player for the opposing team. And I want you to go catch some lobs and give us some highlight plays. Uh, that, that's what I want. If he buys into that, then he's going to be awesome. Um, the Orlando Magic, they also traded another player. It was a resale. It was a, a reset button, I should say, for them, which I didn't know. <laughs> I wasn't sure if they were ever going to press that button, Nada. Like, Orlando just seemed to have a death grip on wanting to get to the eighth seed for a few seasons. Yes. And they finally just decided, you know what, let's move off of some of these guys and get some picks. And I, even if I thought it was light, what they got for Aaron Gordon, I think they got a fair return for Nikola Vucevic, Ab somebody over 30. Absolutely. Here's what they got. Magic traded Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk Aminu to the Chicago Bulls in exchange for Wendell Carter. That's what I thought you were going to be most uh, disappointed in, Nada. Like, that's your boy. You love Wendell Carter. I do. I do. Um, but uh, anyway, well, I'll finish real quickly. So, Vuce so Vucevic, Farouk, uh, Farouk Aminu, he, they go to the Bulls in exchange for Wendell Carter, Otto Porter Jr., and two first-round picks. The first-round picks going to the Magic are for the 2021 and 2023 seasons, and I don't think there's any protection on them. Like, I haven't Top seen four any protection. Top four protected on those on those. Okay, picks. thank you. There you go. So still, I mean, goodness gracious, still. Top four protected, man. Some lightly protected first-round picks. It's a big price. Uh, what did you make of that trade, Nada? Um, the first thing I thought is, and, and this goes to what I would say about the whole thing about picking up Wanamaker. Chicago is a Zach Levine hamstring pull, a two game missing two games with a sprained ankle. Like they, again, that team is dangerously close to having to give up that pick this year in this draft. And it could be a big slot where they're in. So I'm not sure I would do that. The other thing that came to mind immediately and it's, it's just the scary thing about what I think about. The, the 
the price for a Miles Turner is going to be astronomical. And I think if the baseline for a guy like like, like Vooch is going to be two first-rounders and a really nice young player, I, and I mean two lightly protected first-rounders, a defensive center that can stretch the floor is going to be worth much, much, much more. And uh, And at this point, that's the thing I came away from it. Chicago doesn't scare me completely yet. But at the same time, you know what? Very nice job because they had to do something. They couldn't be – they're another team that is kind of searching for that legitimacy that the Charlotte Hornets are also doing. So, like, Chicago did a good job. They did what they had to do. At the same time, I'm still surprised to see Markin in there. Yeah, man, two first-round picks for a guy like Vucevic who is having a career year shooting-wise, who isn't going to help that defense anymore. I mean, look, I thought it was too much. I understand the thinking because the guy is awesome. Like he's a good offensive player is Vooch. And so he's going to help a lot. I, I think I saw uh, Matt Moore tweet out something about the pick and roll offense not being good for Chicago. It was towards the bottom of the league. Vooch can certainly help with that. But still, I, I just think two first rounders and Wendell Carter and, and you don't move off of Laurie like, I, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think Chicago, they're going to be fine. But I think you're right about, man, I, I still don't feel great about the Bulls, you know, making this huge move up the Eastern Conference standings and really being, you know, the four or the five or the six seed just because they make this trade to go get a Nikola Vucevic. So we'll see exactly what happens with the Chicago Bulls. Uh, plenty more to get to in the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Also, rockauto.com. I want to talk to you about them because one reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or your food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, the prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So again, I ask you, why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. You can write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. One more segment to go. We'll recap some of the other trades we have not discussed yet on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. I don't like doing that. Unless, like, I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed. And I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. The last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. You can subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. Before we cover uh, some of the other trades that happened today, Nada, we've got another Bill Bar Madness match. Really? Mint, Br- Mint Brownie 
versus Coconut Puff. Ooh. We can't get away from the coconut. They are taking over Built Bar. Who do you got when it comes to mint brownie and coconut? See, puff? I'm like I'm divided on this because they're both really, really good. But if you're gonna make me choose, and I have to choose. I'm going to divert from coconut on this one. I'm actually going to go mint brownie. I think mint brownie wins this. Um, it, I, I don't feel confident. This is one of those traditional 12-5 seeds that uh, upsets that we discuss whenever we talk about these built bars or NCAA tournaments. So I could see coconut up again, the dominant favorite, the coconut, another one of the coconut bars winning. But I'm going with the mint brownie just because, you know what, we need some diversity in there. And you know what? I'm going with you. I like a little mint with my chocolate. Some people are hit or miss on that. I think it's polarizing, but I like mint chocolate. Give me the mint brownie. It marches on, in my opinion. And by the way, we do have some updates I will give to everyone. Cookies and cream actually knocked out a blue wrapper. Coconut almond. What? It's gone. Co- cookies and cream. It moves on. It is your first team in what we call the flavorful four. Cookie dough chunk and birthday cake. They're going to be going against one another. You also have caramel brownie going against coconut brownie chunk, which we've talked about a lot. And now we'll see who wins between mint brownie and coconut puff. All right, Nada. One of the bigger stories, I think, was one of the moves that didn't happen rather than what did. Kyle Lowry, he stays with Toronto. Even after a Drake FaceTime, he does it for nothing. Kyle Lowry still stays with the Toronto Raptors. You surprised he didn't get dealt? Yes and no. Like, and this is something that I guess I didn't understand. If, because I do believe that Philly did the right thing. They were like, yo, the price is too high because I'm not giving up Maxi and Tybal. Like, I think Masai was trying to flee somebody knowing that the sign and trade market is really like is really going to have to be the thing because as uh bobby marks points out uh i think he pointed out yesterday he t- put it out in a tweet like 80 percent of the team 80 percent of the league is going to be over the cap we're going to see a lot of sign and trades in this offseason so there's nothing to be really lost in all of this because Masai is going to if Kyle Lowry decides he doesn't want to be a Raptor anymore. He's probably going to have to deal with Masai Ujiri. And Masai is going to get something of value in a sign-and-trade because it's Masai Ujiri. So I get it. I think the price was too high. I think the price was intentionally set too high to to discourage this very thing. And I think at this point, if Kyle Lowry leaves, it'll be in the summer. Man, I, I find this fascinating. This was the move that I was looking at the whole time just because I felt like it had the biggest championship contending swing. The Lakers were in on Kyle Lowry. Apparently Miami was in on Kyle Lowry, and I thought it was reported that that was actually his preferred destination. Philadelphia, once they traded for George Hill, I think all things quieted on that front. That's what they were rocking with, and they weren't going to give up Matisse, Tyrese Maxey, and a first-round pick, maybe multiple. Um they give up Tony Bradley in that deal to go get George Hill. And so they got another ball handler. They got another facilitator that can shoot threes. Nada. Here's what I'm interested in. Does Philadelphia, when Joel Embiid comes back and they go through the postseason, and let's say they lose in the conference finals, they don't get to the NBA finals. Are we going to be looking at that deal? The trigger that Daryl Morey decided not to pull and really start to bang on them because they wanted to hold on to some young pieces. I I don't know. Like Philadelphia, their depth, 
I guess it's a little bit better than what it was last year. They've got Mike Scott that gives you 12 off of the bench. And, and recently, you know, Shake Milton is someone that you can rely on every once in a while. I, I guess they do give Matisse and Tyrese Maxey. What is it like? Maybe is it 20 minutes mm-hmm. a game? So, I, I mean, you've got some depth. And I understand not wanting to give up on that because of how much it messed you up last year. But Kyle Lowry, I thought, really would have brought this team to another level. In the end, I don't blame Daryl Morey for not wanting to give all of that up. But boy, I <laughs> I just hope for their sake that Philadelphia is able to move on. And it's not because they didn't have enough three-point shooting or uh, that they move on. And it's not because Ben Simmons was really their only playmaker that you could rely on. Because if, if that's the case, and it's going to really hurt. And real quickly... I'll say this. I am surprised that Toronto decided not to deal him because it, it just seems like everything is going about as badly as it possibly can with the Raptors. Did you see the Nick Nurse I response did, with did. the Pascal yep, Siakam thing? I did. And it's uh, like, like at this point, though, like a lot of this feels like a whole bunch of folks that and, and this is the thing that I think I'd noticed with this trade deadline overall. We just saw a lot of mid-level deals outside of the Victor Oladipo deal that got moved. There was really no big money moved. And you know why? That's because everybody's trying, like every team ownership group is just trying to get to the end of this, end of the season. And then the books can open up and they can start making money again and opening the, the stands up to a whole bunch of fans. So I didn't, I wasn't surprised that we didn't see that much money being dealt but this, there were a lot of just a mid-tier guys. There were a lot of low spades that were moved today. That's what this that that's what this deadline felt like to me. It didn't feel like one of those things where, hey, I, again, we, we're going to see something that can shift a title. The closest thing, like like we talked about earlier, was Aaron Gordon. The second most, honestly, at this point, might be Miami because Miami's winning the South now, right, Walker? <laughs> they're they're better than the Hornets. <laughs> well, and, th- and that was true that when Jimmy Butler finally started to get healthy, you know, the heat were coming back and I, I just, you know, Jimmy Butler is one of the coldest dudes in the NBA. I, when he got healthy, I just thought the heat were going to start climbing up the ladder. And that's exactly what they did, along with having a good coach in Eric Spolstra. We also know that Pat Riley can't help himself. Um, and he's had success going after guys. I mean, for the most part, he does a really good job at building the roster and trying to get the most out of it that he possibly can in, in a lot of situations. And so that's what you saw Miami trying to do was get in in the mix. Here's the thing with me. Man, I think everyone, the popular thing to do today is to bang on the Houston Rockets. And I think everyone is exactly correct, Nada. Like, yeah. it, when, you, when you go back to the situation that they were forced in, look, you can blame James Harden all you want. I mean, if you're Houston, then you could have at least tried to swing a Ben Simmons and not ask for as much. You could have kept Karis LeVert instead of get Victor Oladipo where it was always going to be a risk. And, you know, you've talked about Fertitta all the time, not wanting to spend all that much money. Boy, man, I think it really hurt this team. And now they trade Victor Oladipo for like <laughs> Kelly Olenek <laughs> and a pick swap. Like you don't even get an outright first round pick. You just get, you get a swap. Yeah. I, and it's the heats. I God almighty, not yeah. like the Rockets. They, it's bad. And by the way, I, I think it's well worth the risk for Miami. I don't think you still are scared of Victor Oladipo, but it's certainly well worth the risk given what they gave up. I'm scared for, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you. I am kind of scared. I, I am going to, 
that team is going like you think the heat is is really good i think the heat right are now. really really good i think the, thankfully the next time the hornets play them tomorrow will it, it's not going to matter but at the same time like i am very scared about this team and quite honestly they like they did they kept duncan robinson in this deal they kept tyler hero in this deal they gave pen, legitimately pennies on the dollar they treat again. Pat Riley treated this guy like it was an open box sale. That's what they did. They got Victor Oladipo in an open box sale. So that's a very scary thought. And honestly, like that, like, I, I, I'm I'm struggling to speak right now because that's how <laughs> that's how strong I think this team is. And they're going to be able to throw so many different lineups. We may see Jimmy Butler at the four walker. That's how crazy this can get. Yeah, I guess it's all about how much Victor Oladipo buys in. How healthy is he? And do you believe so much in heat culture that everyone just magically gets better? I, and I'm not saying you're wrong for that because I kind of do as well. Um so, yeah, I, I think the Heat, they're better. I just am worried a little bit about Victor Oladipo's health. And real quickly, like in, in a WTF type of move today, did you get at all the Rajon Rondo, Lou Williams swap? I'm assuming that's a Balmer thing. I'm, I'm assuming that's a Balmer thing. That had to be because otherwise that doesn't that 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 move doesn't make any sense for both sides because. Like, uh, are you telling me Chris Dunn's healthy? Because I haven't seen, like, if Chris Dunn's healthy, that's a great move. And now you've added another guy that can put up buckets. If not, like, for for the for the Hawks, you've added another shooter in a lineup that has too many shooters already. And low-key, if I am the Hornets, I'm calling about her, Kevin Herter and I'm calling about Cam Reddish starting, like, this summer. Yeah, and the thing with Lou Williams, too, is, you know, and I heard Zach Lowe talking about this the other day, I think. Uh, maybe it was Bill Simmons or somebody like that. But Lou Williams in the playoffs just isn't good. And it's kind of funny because he's really good in the regular season. You see him get these MIP, or not MIPs, excuse me, six man of the year awards. You see him get them all the time, and then they get to the postseason, and Lou Williams doesn't deliver. And it's the exact opposite with Rajon. Like, who cares in the regular season with Rajon Rondo? But in the postseason, it's always somebody that ends up delivering and he had the Laker experience last year. So I guess the Clippers just want that just a weird, weird swap to me that we got there. All right. That was your Brad Wanamaker breakdown along with the rest of the trades that went down today in the NBA. Sorry for putting this out late. If you when uh, if you want to listen to both of these back to back, at least we gave you that option. Um, but again, that's our uh, takes on what we saw in the association. And we will give you another episode tomorrow, um, a little bit more Charlotte Hornet centric, how they played against the Houston Rockets, what we can expect going forward. Plenty to talk about regarding the bugs as well. Thanks again for joining us. We always appreciate your support. Now tell your smart device to go play the most recent episode of Lockdown NBA, really any show on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We did a great job of pumping out content today, so go check it all out. We'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.